We shall read the book of John. Chapter 5. Verse 33. He sent unto John. And he bear witness unto the truth. But I receive not testimony from man. But the things I said that he might be saved. He was a burning and a shining light. And ye were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. Mwemuatu mira yokana na yena ategeza amazima. Na yoku tegeza kuomuntu siku kiri zanze. Na ye njogerevyo mwemurokoke. Oyo yalitabaza eyaka emasa amasa. Na mwemuaya gala echisera chitono okusanyu kira okutangara kwe. May the Lord add blessing to the reading of I'm going to preach on a burning and a shining light. Amen. Amen. About you. That you should be a burning and a shining light. That's what Jesus commented about John. That John was a burning and a shining light. Now we know that uh, Jesus gave us a story of uh, the virgins that were uh, called prepared to receive the bridegroom. And the bridegroom is Jesus Christ. And that story was speaking exactly about you and me. Because we are the people in the end time who are waiting for his coming. For 2,000 years, many Christians have been on earth. They have talked about that parable. But it was not theirs. It was not for them. But we are the people who can talk about it when it is for us. Because without doubt, any man that has any understanding, spiritual understanding, let me say, even nature is declaring that we are at the end time. So we are the generation that is going to see the coming of the Lord. If it's not for any premature death, we are going to see the rapture and then we ourselves we have been called we have been called to receive Jesus when he comes that we receive we, 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 we are taken we are ready we are the church that has been called to wait for his coming. There are things that cannot be otherwise. Either it is uh, the truth 
the whole system, the whole thing is in error. Recently I was sharing with some lady. She was living very far. On WhatsApp. And she was uh, refuting. Uh, she seemed to despise the authority of Paul. She sent me a clip. My clip when I was preaching. And I was describing the false prophets. And how they have made women to dress like men. And, and morally and things. So she said I have some questions to ask. I said fine. So she asked about now panties, why they should not be right. I answered. Then she answered, I asked another answer. So she realized that I was leaning very much on Paul. Now she attacked Paul. As if Paul was a strange preacher. He didn't even want people to marry. He wanted them to be like him. And he thought Jesus was to come in his time. And that was his opinion. Those were his opinions. People can really dare. They can dare beyond. So, I told her, first of all, you are choosing Paul falsely. Paul never forbade people to marry. I quoted other scriptures. Even a scripture that says that there shall come wrong spirits in the last days which will be forbidding people to marry. And other scriptures where Paul was encouraging marriage. And I also told her Paul told us told the people of his day let no man deceive them neither by spirit nor by letter that the coming of the Lord was at hand he said it will not come until there shall come a falling away first so a choosing him that he was a he expected Jesus to come in his time. No, you can't choose him. He is the one who told the people of that day Jesus will not come until a coming away, a falling away, and a restoration. About marriage, you cannot choose him. But then I told this lady. If the Bible, Bible Okay, I quoted him. I, I quoted her. The authority of Paul. First of all. First of all, I quoted her. Let, let me try truth. Let me try even to 
to remember what I, what I spoke to this person. The scriptures that I, I quoted to her. By quoting, by, 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 by giving you this story, you are learning. Amen. Amen. Yeah, like this one, manager said, I quoted the scripture. Marriage is honorable in all. And the bed undefiled. But who among an adulterer as God will, God will judge. Amen. What does this mean? To go to bed with a, a person that is not your husband. Wait for God's judgment. Then I read this one. I will therefore that young men, young women marry. Bear children. Guide the house. Give none occasion to the adversary to speak reproachfully. How do you choose such a man that was against people to marry? And in, in this lady's argument, she was saying, Where would we be if, if his scripture was obeyed? Meaning, if his idea of not marrying was obeyed, humanity would be. Uh, I read this, I quoted this one. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience shared with hot. With a hot iron. Forbidding to marry. And commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created. To be received with thanksgiving. Forbidding to marry. Those are Catholics who are, who are which group on earth that has some people that it has forbidden to marry. It is Catholic Church. So that is what the Paul was talking about by the Spirit. And uh, which church again forbidding meats? Seventh day. Those ones he was speaking about them. Doctrines of devils. If they come in a doctrine telling you don't eat this. You just, you know, you know that's a doctrine of devils. If you don't want to eat it because you don't like it, that is okay. If it's your culture, that is okay. But if it is religiously, Doctrine, as a doctrine that's a doctrine of devils so I was telling this lady if Paul was a man who put his own ideas in the word of God and claiming it was God's commandment 
Then the Bible is a false book. Our Bible is Tabochabulimba. And if the Bible is a false book, then all Christianity is lost. Is that an amen? I'm giving you this because she might not have been even the one sending me these things. She may be, she may be her pastors may be the, the, the ones who were equipping her ammunition to send to me. And we have heard them. You quote to them the scriptures and they said that was Paul. Paul was like this. Then they start reducing Paul. Those were ideas of Paul. You tell them Paul forbade women from preaching. They say he was a human hater. That's why he didn't even marry. Because women hater. But then, I tell you, people can be so blind. If you have your eyes open, you will say, you will see it didn't begin with Paul. The idea comes from Genesis. Continues throughout the Bible. Up to Jesus. So it wasn't Paul. And then others, they said, we are under grace. That was by the time of the law. We are not under law. Now, in the entire Bible, there is no teacher who taught how much we, we are in the era of faith and grace than law than, uh, more than Paul. Teacher. Teacher. No one can be quoted to him in teaching that. Now you cannot teach Paul what ought not to be in the time of grace and what ought not to be there. He's the one who ought to teach you. Because he's the one who told you that we're in the time of grace. We're not in the time of the law. Now you cannot know what ought to be in the time of grace more than Paul But the teacher of that is the one who says that even in the times of grace that issue will remain. There are things that ought to stay God in Genesis said that women shall be ruled now did that one leave? Was it taken away? When grace came, was that taken away? And God said, in childbearing, they'll be, they'll do it in pain. Now do you bear children singing? Didn't that remain? And I told her. I read scriptures. Listen. 
First Corinthians 3.10 says According to the grace of God Which is given unto me As a wise master builder I have laid the foundation And another buildeth their own But let every man take heed How he buildeth their own For other foundation can no man lay Than that which is laid Which is Christ Jesus Who is the wise master builder That was given grace by God To lay the foundation For the New Testament church Is Paul Now if such a man if you disagree with such a man and despise his authority and call it personal opinion, then either you are lost or if you are right, the entire Christianity is lost. Listen another one here. What? Came the word of God out from you or came it unto you only? If any man think himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things that are right unto you are the commandments of the Lord. So if he says it's a commandment of the Lord and yet it is his own opinion then then you are saying the Bible was written by liars. You are defeating the very purpose of Christianity. Amen. You should go into Judah into Hindu Oh, Muhammadans, and you oppose the whole thing. But you cannot call yourself a Christian, and you are opposing the very Bible. You are saying it was written by liars. He says it is a commandment of the Lord, and for you are saying it is his own opinion. Galatians 1.8 but, but though we all an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached to you let him be a curse. As we said before, so say I now again. If any man preach any other gospel than that he have received, let him be a curse. You see, Paul is showing that his writings are of higher authority than even what can be said by an angel from heaven? Huh? In Galatians 1.11 he says, But I, I satisfy, but I satisfy you, brethren, then the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. 
For I neither received it of man Neither was I taught it But by the revelation of Jesus Christ the Bible was written by such a man. The New Testament foundation. How could he dare? Tell us that this was of God. It, it is not human. And yet he was speaking his own opinions. So... You are defeating the very purpose of being a Christian. You cannot say you are a Christian and you despise Christianity like that. If the book we are leaning on was written by liars, then we are lost. Amen. Then the whole Christianity is lost. It is either the word of God or we are in trouble or it's false. Amen. But let me tell you this. Every spirit of error hates Paul. Every spirit of error. So, but this is where I, 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 step, I came from to go into that. If we are not in the end time, also, we are in trouble. If there is another generation, that will receive Jesus Christ and not this generation, then we are in trouble. Because it means also it breaks a continuity. Of, of prophecy. It means Something is out of its place. place. It, it would mean also that we are we were deceived and we are in error. If there is another generation to come, are we together? Why? We have taught. And we believe that we are in the age, the seven church age called Laodicea. And Laodicea is the one, is the last one. If that is not true, then we are in trouble. If that's not the truth, we are in error. We believe this is Laodicea. 
For those of you who may be new, let me say something more about that. When Jesus appeared to John, he had he was walking in the midst of seven golden candlesticks. And he was having seven stars in his right hand. And he told him the seven golden Lampstands is the seven church ages. The seven churches that are in Asia. And the seven stars are the seven angels to the seven churches. And that meant each church was selected to represent an age. And each church has a star that gives it light. And that star is the angel to that church. And the angel means messenger. So the seven, the, from the first church, which was composed of Paul and others of the, the, the first ones. From that first one to the last one, there are seven church ages. Now the first one of those seven church ages, seven churches is called Ephesus. The last one is called Laodicea. Now Laodicea is the last one. It also has an angel which, has, which is a messenger. And we believe we are in that age. And God said before he comes before the great and dreadful day comes he will send Elijah the prophet and he will turn the heart of the children to the fathers lest he comes and smite the earth with a curse. Let me tell you, friends, these words cannot be overemphasized. Because some people, even among us, have not understood. They think there is salvation outside the message of the hour. Amen? Amen. Especially the youth. Some youth think they can get saved in a Pentecostal church and make it. Some youth think they can get saved in Anglican or Seventh day Adventist and make it. Nothing can convince me. No devil in hell can tell me that. And I accept it. I'm fully convinced that outside this message, I would be lost. Outside this message, I would be lost. If I, I over, I've always told you, if I fell, I backslide, I will still tell the world 
I just failed as a person. But the truth is that message. For me, I just failed as an individual. I failed. I backslid and fell. Hey, things got hard for me. But the way to heaven, the true faith, is that message. Amen. I'm not there looking for something but I'm still looking for the way I'm still trying perhaps I'm still waiting perhaps some truth that is coming from such and such a place outside of this message it is heresy God said I'll send you Elijah the prophet before that dreadful day of the Lord. That one bring the hearts of the children to the fathers. The hearts of the children to the fathers and of the fathers to the children. Lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Amen. In other words, outside that provided way of God sending us Elijah to bring that restoration outside of that there is nothing that deserves to live but everything should be smitten by a curse that is what the scripture means. All language has lost meaning. Are we together? Anything else should be cast. But where there is salvation, after I have sent Elijah the prophet and he does a restoration. Yesterday I was preaching to people in Kabale. I told them that you the Anglicans you are lost. Catholics you strayed you are lost. We've taken some good time telling you you are lost in baptism. You erred in other things. We've given people the scapulars that, that, will, that is what will take them to heaven. The rosaries and whatever. And we told them now recently your headquarters started taking you to homosexuality. When it has come to the worst way, it is clearly wrong. You opened your eyes and said, Where are you taking us? Where are you taking us? Church of Uganda. Church of Uganda. It broke away. And it say, ah, we we it cannot follow that, that far. Right. Now 
But that is to remember to cover yourself when it is already done. They say when a fish is rotting, it starts with a head. Now the head of the Anglican Church. The head of the Church of Uganda. Saint Stephen, Saint Peter, Saint Matthew, Saint of the Church of Uganda. The Church of England. This Canterbury. That is the head. That's why it is called Anglican Church. You got Church of Uganda is a daughter of the Church of England. Church of Uganda, Muwalawa Kanisiri Ebungereza. But today the Church of England is saying, Richard, Richard can come with James at the altar, and the bishop, bishop, and the priest. will lead them in a marriage covenant. Richard, Richard, will you marry James James to be your lawful wedded husband? Do you promise to love and cherish in sickness and health, riches of poverty? And you you shall cleave only to him, not to another. Homosexual. But only to this one. Till death. And then Richard said, I, I, I will. And then, now James, James, will you take Richard to be your lawful wedded wife? That's what the Church of England is saying. That's what the head is saying. By the time it reaches that degree of rottenness, it started rotting long time. But now the church of Uganda says, eh? 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 Wake up, you'll be entering hell. Ah, now this uh, ah, we've broken off. Now you've broken off what? You come out of that thing. Mugambe. Anglican religion, you're now full. Say all Anglican religion is false. There is a couple that is preparing for marriage here. One of the parents called me and he told me the parents of the girl are Anglicans. I'm also an Anglican. We want our children to be wedlocked in the Anglican church because we are their parents who are responsible over them and who have to bless them. And I told him when we left there we had judged that that place is false. 
We cannot go back into something that is false. But it is the one to bless us in our marriage. The devil the devil ought to know where he has to stop when he despises let him know where he stops if you ever live here and go to the Anglican church to be wedlocked you stay there you cannot come back here you cannot come back here that the, parents, the parents have pressurized me. The devil has to know where he has to stop. By the time we left there, the thing was false. And we got saved. Now how come that when I reach the time of marriage, that I go back there, that it, they are the ones to bless me. And he started quoting scriptures. He started quoting scriptures haphazardly. Doesn't the Bible say that you have to honor your parents? And I told him, ah, there is an honor that you give God and an honor that you give the parents. And I told him, Jesus said, the one who loves father, mother, more than me, He's not worthy of me. And he told me, where is that? I read it to him and he laughed. Listen. Honors are not equal. Even the law is not equal. They're not equal. The law of the parent is not equal to the law of the government. Which one is greater? The government. The government law. The law of the government. The law of the government is, is not equal to the international laws. The government here sometimes even fails to enforce international laws. Because later on they notice that there are international laws. That they ought not to interfere with. With their local laws. international laws. Now the law of God. Is above all those laws. And I told him. You read the Bible. Why was Daniel cast into the lion's den? Because of disobeying government laws that were contrary to the laws of God. If you want to rule over a believer, respect his religion. Respect his religion. But if you don't want to respect his faith. You can't rule him. You will uh, jail him or kill him. You will jail him or jail him. Why was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego Abed cast into the fire? They had to obey the laws of God. Those people judge the law of God above. The law of the government. Praise be the name of God.
You see? So that's where we are. That's where we are. God in this age, if I don't send Elijah the prophet, I'll come and smite the whole thing. So that's where we are. And we believe we are in the end time. Leave alone what the scripture says. But even what is happening around the world. How can this world live longer? Going to where? What will it be tomorrow? There is nothing that is going to reverse. And things become better. But it will become worse and worse. So we are the last generation. If we are not the last one, then something is wrong. Something is wrong with the Bible, with God, something will be wrong. But as long as there is God, the one who created the heavens and the earth, and who put things in order the way they should run. And who sent us the Bible. This is the last generation. Praise be the name of the Lord. We are the last people on earth. So. If we are the last people. That means. The parable. Of the foolish virgin applies directly to us. Sorry, the parable of the ten virgins. Did I say that? The parable of the ten virgins. Because they were in two categories. Some were foolish. Some were wise. That directly speaks about you and me. You are either a among the foolish virgins or the wise virgin. But before you are judged where you belong, because you still have a chance to prepare yourself. Now, we are talking about a burning and shining light. These days I've been so much preaching about revival. For I believe the church should be in the revival condition. If we are not on fire, burning, that automatically puts us among the foolish virgins. Because the difference between the foolish and the wise was revival. That was the difference. Amen? Amen. They were all believers. 
And they were same quality of believers. Actually, Brother Branham illustrated it like this. Brother Branham It's like a tailor. This is a cloth. And he will look at it. According to the design he wants to, to make. He knows where he's going to cut. He cuts. The remaining. He gathers. He puts it in, in a basket. What he has cut out. Is what is going to tail a cloth out of. Now, this material that has been rejected and this material that is going to be designed is the same quality. Same, same, same thing. Same fabric. So the wise virgin is this piece that is going to, to be where the dress is going to be made out. The other material although they are equally Christians they believe the same truth. Amen. Amen. They are saved. They are made up of the same word. Amen. Amen. They worship together. They are in the same church. This is the same church. Same pastor. Same material. Same doctrine. Same quality. But one is bright. The other is foolish virgin. So. Just as we are here. Or let me say as message believers. That is where the quality is. That is going to go to the rapture as the bride and the one that is going to remain. Now listen. You who is going to remain you're not counted as the harvest of Elijah. No. no. Elijah came to prepare the bride. He did not come to prepare foolish virgins. Foolish virgin quality, you can get it anywhere. But for Elijah, he came to prepare the bride. Elijah is Eliezer. Eliezer came to get bride for Isaac. And the bride is the one that goes into the rapture. Anything that remains here is not called bride. Amina. I disagree with Batoro. 
I corrected them and some of them accepted to be corrected. When I started working with Batoro, in the ministry, I could hear the translator says, when you preach and say foolish, foolish virgin, he would say, now, Kati. Ori timugore. Omudoma doma timugore. Omudoma doma simugore. That is virgin but not mugore. Abambele na nesimugore. Then later on I learned that a virgin is called empikire. Oruvanyumane nitegele. Empikire. Embele yitigwa. Empikire. Empikire. Am I pronouncing it properly? Nchoge deburu unji. Empikire. So I corrected them. They should say empire, empire, The other one is empire, but not mugore. Omugore timudoma doma. Omugore staba mudoma doma. Omugore timudoma doma. Omugore taba mudoma doma. Omugore. Omugore. Is that word of of what Jesus word? Flesh of his omugore, flesh. Omugore of his Nyama ya nyama Character of his kumbara, character. Kumbara, kumbara, doctrine, doctrine of his doctrine. Righteousness of his righteousness. Spirit of his spirit. When Adam walked out of sleep, Adam He saw a, a, a woman before him. He was seeing monkeys, baboons, mazike, Huh? Flogs. Bikere. Dogs. Mbwa. Cows. Nte. But now. Na yekati. Out of sleep. We have to He sees a human being like himself. Ye. Who was not there before. He, he went into sleep. They looked alike. And he said. This is flesh. Oh my flesh. Bone of my bone. She must have come out of me. When Jesus also will open his eyes. At the end of the journey. You will see a people. Who look like you. Who are clothed in his righteousness. The clothed in his word. They have his character. They have his spirit. His life is in them. They are bearing his fruits. And he will say. This is. Flesh of my flesh. Righteousness of my righteousness. Do you see a foolish bride there? For it is slept. 
I have the word. And they didn't receive the Holy Spirit. They believed the message. And they stopped drinking alcohol. They stopped adultery. Others stopped lying. They stopped the thefts. They stopped filthy habits. They forsook all that. And they were so pure. Clean. And clean. Now watch. The ten virgins that went out. All of them were virgins. Five of them were foolish. Five had oil in their lamps. What is oil? The Holy Spirit. They were all virgins. Lived good, clean lives. You say, well, brother, well, brother, I don't go to dances. I don't go to shows. That's just the moral thing. Unless there has been a supernatural. Not because you shouted. Not because you spoke with tongues. Not because you jumped up and down. Not because you did this. But something supernatural has happened in here that has changed you and put you and you are sealed away in God. You are anchored. Well, you don't believe. I believe in shouting. I believe on all these things. But that isn't the answer. The Methodist thought when they shouted, they had it. But they found out they were wrong. A wrong of them shout. A lot of them shouted and didn't have it. The Pentecostals came along. They spoke in tongues. They said we got her. But they found out they were wrong. All of them spoke in tongues and nothing. Amen. Amen. Remember Brother Branham told us the closest thing to an evidence that a man is a Christian than anything is the travail of soul. Is a person who is hungering and thirsting day and night. The ever morning and groaning travailing be closer to God. They are not settled. They want to do something for God. That is the closest thing. More than even shouting, speaking, tongues. Actually, to be on fire is not to be on shouting. Although shouting comes when you're on fire. But that's not the evidence that you're on fire. No. It is the fervent desire to please God. The cry for reaching out in the spirit. The passion to know God is one. That is fire. A person who is on fire, he has a fervent 
desire to please God. He has a cry for reaching out in the spirit. He has a passion to know God is one. How much of the Bible do you know? How much of the message do you know? How much have you read? How much have you sought to know? How much do you pray to reach out in spirit? How much do you feel you need to please God by all? That is what composes the fire. You can shout when you don't have these things. You shout in the convention. And out of the convention. No prayer life. No reading the word. No witnessing. And you just indulge in immoralities. And vulgarity. You wait for another convention to shout. That's a backslidden person. No fire there. That is an artificial thing. You find people in the morning here. It is 9.30. They are out there at the shops. Buying juices. And tea. Where do you get the heart? To go to the shop there. In the morning, in the side of the church, to, 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 to buy mandazi. A people who are on fire for God, they come to church running. They can't wait to enter in church and find a place on the altar and pray. But if you find people in the parking yard, they have come out or they are conversing or they are seated in the car, they are talking and they have come to pray but when they parked, some people got out and these people remain there. They are taking their time. They are combing hair and others are at the shop. If you don't eat that Sunday morning, will you die? Oh no, far. You know, some of us leave at home very quickly. We don't take it without breakfast. Without breakfast. So what? If you miss breakfast one Sunday morning, will you die? It's a shame. To find people there are no shops. It's a shame. The deacon should take pictures of those guys. With donuts. And chapati. On Sunday morning. And we put them everywhere. And we say Aba It's a shame. 
you should come on you can't wait to reach church that is a revival I mean and I know what I'm talking about. That is a person who is in tune with God. You can't wait to reach church. If something has made you delay, you come running. You come running. But naturally, you try to come as early as possible. But if something has made you delay, you come running. This morning I got so disappointed. Having traveled the whole night, I reach home at two. When you wake up, when you wake up weak, you wake up And even the preparation is so slow. So I came feeling my heart is, I feel condemned, I'm late. But when I reach here, <laughs> Some fellows are on the Abamu. shops there. Eating mandazi. Shame on you. Shame on you. That is a bad sign. That's a bad sign. People who are in the revival, you can't wait to enter church. You come running. And when you reach there, you find your place somewhere and speak to the Lord. That's what the word says. That's how we come to church. But apart from obeying the word, there is already a law of revival. The fire is burning in you. You are hungry. You are thirsty. You want to talk to God. You can't wait. You want to connect with his spirit. That is a revival. You don't come to church as if you are coming to fulfill. Sabbath. Sabbath. You come because you are on fire. You want to meet God. You can't wait for the song leader to sing the first song. You are on fire. Brother Bram said, Brother Bram Yagamba, you can't wait for the deacons to open the door. You are there. You are saying, when will they open? When will they open? That is a revival. Now there was ten virgins went out to meet the bridegroom. Is that right? What is virgin? Virgin means pure. Holy. Now, to, to Agam, we have talked of Mpichiri and Domadoma. Some of you are not even Mpichiri and Domadoma. You are some other Domadoma, but not Mpichiri. Yes, I mean it. I'm not abusing you. But the Bible says foolish virgin. So I'm saying you are some other foolish thing but not a foolish virgin. 
as long as you're not clean, you can even dance worldly music. You can even indulge in vulgar videos and things and things. And you have boyfriends and girlfriends. You chat with vulgar people. You are not even a foolish. You don't qualify. You are some other foolish thing. But not a foolish virgin. Because you are not virgin. A virgin is pure. Holy. The prophet said, what is a virgin girl? It's a girl who's never been touched. She's a virgin. What is anything that is pure? Like virgin olive oil. It means it is being distilled until it is it is in its virginity. It's pure. What is virgin gold? It's when all the dross. It's went through the heat. And everything. And boiled out. All the dross. All of the iron and the pyrite and everything else has been boiled out. It's just in its virginity. Now there were ten went to meet the bridegroom. Jesus Jesus so. How many agree with that? Ten went to meet him. Watch. All of them were holy. Were in order to be holy and had to be sanctified. Because that's the only cleansing Holy stream that God has. All of them were sanctified. But they didn't have, but five didn't have any oil in their lamb. Now, before we speak about having oil, let us talk about being a virgin. You have to be a virgin first to know whether you are foolish or wise. The difference between foolish and wise is oil and no oil. Filled with the Holy Ghost or not being filled. But you should be before you're filled anyway, it is the virgins that get filled. Not some crude creatures. See, dirty, living, dirty lives. 
their minds dirty. They have boyfriends. boyfriend. Chatting dirty. Filthy chats. They have girlfriends. Chatting with them dirty. Dirty minded. Filthy. Wallowing in, in mud. They are not even virgins. So what can we put them there? In this story, they are not anywhere. They are sinners. They are worldly. They are hell-bound. They are in the, in the dustbin. Dust ready for burning. But there are those who have come out. They've been sanctified. The filthy habits of the flesh are gone. Filthy habits. Last gone. Vulgar things gone. Music of the world gone. Drinking gone. Dancing worldly things gone. Dressing wrongly, morally gone. All things of the world gone. They have been washed by the blood. I wash in the blood. In the soul. Cleansing blood. There is a soul cleansing fountain that can cleanse you and all the desires of the flesh they are gone the music of the world is 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 an oppression to you you don't like it you don't like it. It's a grieving, it's a grieving factor. See? The fashions of the world. You don't like them. You are cleansed. You are washed. By the word of God. The word has blood. Now there. We can talk about revival. We can talk about burning and shining. Praise God. And that's the people who are going to welcome Jesus Christ. Amen. The other group of Madoma. They were, when they heard the noise, the bridegroom coming. Bananga is coming. I believe there will be an atmosphere prior to his coming that people will know, eh, he's coming. 
Amen. Amen. And then they begin becoming very desperate. You heard people say, you know in Jerusalem, they are doing this. This is happening in Jerusalem. Oh, Jesus is coming. This is happening there. But there is going to come a real atmosphere that will show this time according to the scripture, according to the prophecies, this time, this is the time he is coming. He is coming now. And then people will start being busy looking and seeking for the Holy Spirit. Students will come out of school. I believe so. Well, I think so. Some people will give themselves leave from work to get on the knees to seek the Holy Spirit. There will be panic. And then, as they are seeking, the rapture takes place. And when it takes place, the Bible says, they, they will be closed out. They are doing the right thing, but in a wrong time. They are seeking the Holy Spirit. But when it is too late, then the doors will be closed. And the Bible says, they will be closed in the outer darkness where there shall be crying and gnashing of teeth. That is in the tribulation. Brother, sister, brother, sister, May the rapture not leave you. Rapture Let the rapture not leave you. There will be a tribulation that the Bible calls the darkness. There will be crying and gnashing of teeth. Let not the rapture leave you. Rapture, the rapture, it is Jesus coming and the day the died in Christ will be wrecked, and the living will be changed and they will go with him. Then, the rest will remain. Now the other believers who remain that's what the Bible speaks about that they will be closed outside where they will be crying and gnashing of teeth. Now, where is the hope for those ones? They will go through the tribulation that will take three and a half years. That tribulation it will be like the tribulation that we've just gone through of COVID. Just as COVID was. Pestilences. Such pestilences will be around. COVID, COVID, Ebola, Ebola, Nebula, and such other things. They will fall on this earth. And see, the world literally will literally be closed. I heard of a video of one man who lived around the 1940s. I think it was about 18. 
Is it chicken flu? There was a pestilence huh? called smallpox. Check chicken pox. Chicken flu. Spanish flu. I think Spanish that was flu. Spanish flu. No, there is Spanish flu. And that man testified and said, "This COVID is nothing." COVID, But in those days, someone would, you'd be maybe you are a family friend to a certain family, and maybe a person, a member of that family calls you, member of family, and maybe he reports, "Daddy." Daddy is dead. Mommy is sick. And the other siblings are very sick. Before the day ends, even the one who called you is dead. The others are dead. And even this one who reported is dead. You will be infected and you're killed immediately. For someone to enter a bus, all the people were in that bus, so long as you enter that bus with that sickness, they all go back home to die. And they kill even those who they find at home. Now all those sicknesses, they are there prepared to come in the world in the time of tribulation. Amen. Amen. The Bible speaks about sicknesses. It speaks about famine. It speaks about the weather. It speaks about nations fighting against themselves and killing themselves. So the things that will be fighting humanity, everything will be fighting to destroy humans. In those three and a half years, almost the whole world will be finished. Your children, you also, and everything. That is the great revelation. Where the Bible says, there shall be crying and gnashing And the foolish virgin will go through that. And they will perish. They will die. And after they are dead, after three and a half years, the bride comes down with Jesus in the millennium. Now, in that millennium, that's where the Bible says, there shall be total peace. No nation will lift a, a sword against another. And the lamb will lay with a leopard, with a lamb. There shall be total peace. And even the desert will blossom. The earth will be so beautiful. And in total peace. That is in Jesus' reign. And foolish virgin will be dead. And they will remain dead for a thousand years. 
My friend, a thousand years is not a simple thing. I've lived on earth for long. But now making, I'm, I'm still struggling to make 55. But now you make 100. And you make 200. And 300. And 400. And 500. And some guys are in the ground. Dead. They are missing all that. Until a thousand years. And after a thousand years, they resurrect. They resurrect, there will be a general resurrection. They resurrect with all the sinners, the murderers, the homosexuals, the evil, the drunkards. They resurrect all. And then they are judged. So, some will be on the right hand, some will be on the left. And he will say, now, I was hungry, you people on the right, on the right, you gave me what to eat. I was naked. You closed it. Now I'm giving you eternal life. And through that, then the, 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 the others he tells them, I was a stranger. You didn't put, take me in. I was naked. You didn't clothe me. I was sick. You didn't visit me. You are condemned. Cut the probability that you'll make it is X. It's unknown. So, it is terrible to be foolish virgin. Amen. Amen. The message did not come to prepare foolish virgins. It came to prepare the bride. Amen. Amen. But now I'm going to talk a little bit about burning and shining light. Just a few quotes I quote. Now, we have just witnessed one of the greatest revivals. I believe that the world has ever seen in these last 10, 15 years. It's been a revival. Not just like the days of Billy Sunday or the days of the West Revival. All the days of a Wesleyan revival. Or the Moody revival. Or Billy Sunday It's been worldwide sweeping affair around the world. So you, you see, he's mentioning revivals that were led by different individuals in history. Amen? Amen. There's been times when the church has experienced revival. So we want to see when a believer is on revival. When the church is on revival, what happens? He said, Great healing services and great revival fires has burnt 
on practically every hill there is in the world. Right tonight, we're over in the lands of Africa, down in China and Japan, this gospel is being preached and people are being healed right this very minute. This is a revival Brother Branham laid. And it came this way. Even in Africa. It passed through here. There was a revival. People were on fire. Even by the time some of us got saved. We found when that fire has burned down. But still what we found was much higher than what we are seeing today. There was a real revival. People were on fire. Christians, believers were on fire. And God was speaking in the midst of the, of the church. The Holy Spirit was leading people. And people were really devoted. It was a real fire. And it went everywhere. And that revival was led by Brother Branham. Amen. It's been one of the greatest revivals because I believe it's one of the last revivals this world will We'll see. A world is sweeping revival. But now, in the last few years, it's quietened down. You don't not, notice the enthusiasm in the people that used to be. Now, I've talked about the revival here in Africa. Even here in Uganda. And there he had already said that it had quietened. Revival is like a wild fire. Yes, it starts here. And it moves. And where it reaches, it's burning. But where it started, where it started, it is quiet. So this place is experienced more revival. I mean, experienced revival when there it had gone down. Are we together? I remember of having the privilege by the Holy Spirit to spearhead that revival that started. When that angel of the Lord appeared on the river and said that about many years ago. And to see it happen. And see it set ministers' hearts afire. Everywhere. Revivals broke out. 
Where you could just simply walk into a building. And the people just get up out of their courts and stretches. Stretches. And walk away healed. You didn't even have to say one word. Just being there. That's all it taken. Now you say, Yeah, that was Brother Branham on fire. He only spearheaded. But Brother Branham said, No preacher brings a revival. It is the people who bring a revival. It is the hunger of the people. However much a preacher can preach the truth. If the people just watch. And they're not interested. There cannot be a revival. But when the people's hearts are stirred. Even now. As we speak, as we preach, let there come a hunger in the people. Let the people determine to take this word seriously. These things will happen. These things will happen. The atmosphere will build up. And the sick will be healed. The blind will see. The deaf will hear. The peoples will walk. The dead will rise. It is when everyone, every individual is on fire. I remember one night in Vandalia, Illinois. I walked into the meeting and I had no more been in the meeting over five minutes and there wasn't a feeble person around the place. Everywhere. Wheelchairs pushed out and piled up. Blind was seeing and the day for dumb speaking. And the spirit of the Lord was present. And he just healed the whole group of them. Imagine now that atmosphere. Now that's when you can do something. When revival is going. But let that revival fire die down. Then you can hardly the people are still Christians but they are not revived into that spirit. That great atmosphere that does something. People are still Christians. But they are not reviving into. That's where they come to church and they, they, they just stop by the shops. To order for donuts. And some people are believers selling donuts on Sunday morning. Shame on you. That place should be closed. It's like in a fog. 
in a blacksmith shop you've got to get into you have, you've got to get the iron hot before you go to pounding it on the anvil if you don't you will never straighten it out and that's what it takes to have a revival is everybody under the heat of the Holy Spirit that's brought down the powers of God and a revival moving. You see, who brings the revival is everybody. Every member, every individual under the heat of the Holy Spirit. Then there is prayer meetings going day and night. Every minute, everywhere. Day and night. But even our organizing prayer meeting overnight is getting weaker and weaker. How dare you stay at home when you know that other believers are in church. There is a problem. You are are a backslider. Why? People wouldn't even leave the the grounds. I remember in Johnsboro, Kansas. When I first started my about my third meeting, first in St. Louis, and then at Corning, St. Louis, and then down at Jonesboro. The paper started. The paper stated eight thousand people in the meeting for twenty or. 30 miles from the city was just tent set up. You couldn't get a farmhouse to stay in. The little city of Jonesboro and people coming from miles parking lanterns Walking through the jungles. Catch a bus and come. All about revival. Do you see a revival? Those are the hearts that are revived. People come packing lanterns. I sat out in the wilderness one evening praying before the service started and I seen young ladies coming with their shoes and stockings under their arm. Then before they get down there stop and brush off the dust from their feet and put on their stockings and shoes and go into the meeting. And I seen them lay their sick children under old cotton trucks and their day and night all papers and canvas over them while it was raining 
storm a blowing not leave their place waiting just to get inside the building there is where the blind was seeing the deaf was hearing and the ministry tonight is a hundred miles beyond that is a hundred miles beyond that but the revival fires has died down. Brother Branham will say his ministry was a hundred miles beyond that. But the revival fires are You see, revival is not by the quality or the level of the minister. It is the people. See the people walk up there and say, just point your finger and say, well, do you believe, brother? That's all. He was out and gone. That's all had to be done. They believe. The revival was moving. Now, when people lose enthusiasm, when they lose, amen, when they lose the enthusiasm, they lose the interest, then revival is gone. I wonder where we are in the message. Leave alone this church. But it's like a general condition. But for us here, we have never believed to be in that What is happening now? What is happening? May God help us. May He give us a few. Veterans who will be serious who will be in the forefront who will not allow to, to be cooled down by the atmosphere of others who will come to church and pray whether there is a prayer meeting or not whether others are calm or not may the Lord help us because this is an individual affair you never know who your neighbor is No, no, you don't know why he's here. Maybe he's an off-cut. You never know. That's why they're dozing in service. Never know who they are. Because we all know, we just have to know this. The revival is over. Brother Branham here was lamenting for Brother the revival being over. We know that the fires are burning low. And the interest of the people is dying up. 
That is when the revival is not there. But again he said. The church should be revival all the time. So there is no excuse. Where we say no. You know, this is a season where we should. Revival is over. No. He said. Agamba. Church should be revival all the time. And revival should never die. But now when it dies. This is the symptom. People lose interest. In things of God. They come, they come with a low interest. They do everything with a low interest. Everything low interest. The very name Ephesus means let go. Relax. Backslidden. That's what Ephesus means. When people lose the interest, when they let go, relax, that's a backslidden bunch. The backslidden church, God acknowledges first their works, their labor and their patience. God rebuked their living. Living their first love. For backsliding. And for no longer bearing light. Ephesus was not a deceived church. It failed itself by not continuing in perfect love. That, is, that was a backslidden condition. 